Hey there. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of Create or Die. This is your host, Ike Allred. Just want to thank you again for choosing to listen to this little podcast. I know there are a million things you could tune into. And the fact that you chose our little program, it just warms my heart. Even if you're just using this as an opportunity to be lulled to sleep, I'm honored to help in any way I can. But seriously, this is not one of those episodes. You don't want to sleep through this one. In this episode, I sit down with Hilary Harmon, multi-talented creative extraordinaire from graphic design to photography and even the written word. Hilary is the complete package. I've had the pleasure of working alongside Hillary for the past four and a half years, and I'm all the better for it. All right, let's get this party started. So, Hillary, thanks for taking the time to chat with me on this little uh, podcast thing I have going over the lunchtime break. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. Um, we've been uh, we've been working together now for four years, right? So yeah, it's over four, four years. Four and a half. That's crazy. Where did that time go? Feels like forever and it also feels like yesterday. For sure. There's been a lot of a lot of things happen during that time frame and in both of our lives and at work and everything, but it's been a good ride and always uh, loved working with you and, and your uh, awesome attitude for just getting stuff done and not griping about it. So, <laughs> but, you know, one thing you've, you probably shared with me at some point or another, and I, and I probably have pieces of it. But I'd love to hear kind of your origin story around design and photography and what got you headed down that path, maybe, and and how you find find yourself here in this current place. Well, to be honest, it's like a it's a wild road. That's what we like. My, <laughs> my journey into this job was not even close to direct. Um, I started out at BYU as pre-med and I was like, I'm going to be a doctor. And then I took Chem 101 and I was like, medical field is not (laughs) for me. (laughs) The intro class was enough. And then I was like, oh, maybe I could do nursing. And I was like, I just like big time respect for people who are willing to wipe other people's butts, but I just don't think that's me. (laughs) And then I was like, well, psychology is really interesting. And so then I switched my degree to psychology and I was like, Listening to people bitch about their problems all day long sounds like the worst <laughs> job in the world. I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then I think I ended in, I did, oh, I did visual arts for, that one actually lasted like a year and a half. I okay. studied visual arts. So that was a lot of painting, mixed media stuff, which was really fun. Yeah. I took uh, intro to photography during that time, but you had to be in the, um, the program. photography program to take more than just the intro class. So That was the only class that I took. I also took like a a design intro to design class just because I thought it was fun, but like my, my major was not in that. So I couldn't take any more of those either. Um, So my final degree was public relations because I like to write. And so that just, also, I think it just fit me better with learning style because I, uh, I I do better in group projects and like overall general ideas, understanding concepts and coming up with ideas that is more of how I function, not necessarily memorizing and regurgitating facts. That's yeah. I'm not as good at that. So once I got into PR, I actually started doing well in school, which was nice. And then, so my first few jobs after college were PR jobs. It was um, kind of, you know, 
entry level PR, coming up with press releases and managing social media pages and kind of for the smaller companies, you know, I worked for the University of Utah Healthcare. And um, so they like, they don't have a huge PR team, but they would need, you know, like a pamphlet designed or something. And you're like, can you make a pamphlet? And I was like, oh yeah, like I learned in design in my one class at BYU, I think I can figure this out. And um, and then they just kind of, they also had a photography team in their marketing team. So I would kind of go and I just kind of got to dabble in a lot of things there and help yes. out wherever I could. Cause I was just, you know, they're cheap labor. So I would yeah. just do whatever I could help out in and then the job experience. Yeah. And then um, a few more jobs like that ended at a beauty company where um, very, very small beauty company. And so yeah. I got to work with the executives pretty close and he was very picky about how he liked, you know, his products being designed and, you know, his business being represented on social media and stuff like that. So he was very involved in all of the design process and which was helpful for me because he's, he was like a, he was very good with illustrator and okay products like that. And so he helped me a lot, make sure that what I was creating was up to his standards. So Yeah, like we do a lot of trade shows and make really big prints. And so he wanted to make sure there weren't any issues before it got printed. So that was good experience for me to kind of learn the more technical processes of design. And my job title there was marketing market, junior marketing manager. So (laughs) who knows what that means? It was just a whole lot of everything. Um, But yeah, I, one of the main things I did there was like, we designed the, redesigned the product packaging. So yeah. that was really fun to like kind of see all of it printed and in hand and cohesive with all the different products, seeing them go together. Um, and then I came to MX or am I not supposed to say that? Oh, <laughs> no, no, you're fine. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Then I came here and um, I, I think when I started my design skills were and photography skills were like at this, I know the basics, you know, mostly I think you guys gave me the benefit of the doubt based on I, <laughs> she's got the eye, but right. the rest of it, I don't know. We'll hope, hope she rises to the task, but um, I don't know. I feel like in the last four and a half years, I learned so much and it's been really cool working with our team because we had so many people who are so good at what they do. Sure. So being able to kind of shadow and learn from all these different experts has pushed me um, in my career a lot, I would say. So yeah, that's, my would, experience. that's awesome. Uh, it's neat to hear kind of your, your school experience and you didn't know quite where you wanted to be and you, you tried things and, uh, and evolved and, and uh, were introduced to uh, some design slash photography courses and art stuff. It sounded like as well. And, uh, and eventually found your well, your, your way into a career uh, around PR mm-hmm. and, and I think it was implied, but you, I assume that included some copywriting. I know you've done a little bit of copywriting for us at MX as well. It's hard to like, it's hard to switch like from writing to designing because yeah. like it's similar mentality right like even if you consider you know photography design writing psychology like all of these different fields pr yeah. all of it it's all about like communicating yeah. and figuring out what somebody else is wanting to hear or what motivates them or you know whatever gets into their heads the way that they need to receive it it's it's all the, the same it's just different cool. tactics and so but switching in between them is hard because like that's why they're specialized, like they're specialists in all of those different yeah. categories. And so if I'm going to be writing 
And there's also so many different types of writing, right? Like my type of writing style was a lot more like, um, what's the word? Like, like creative or um, like conversational or conversational. Yeah. But also like, um, um, I want to say like slapstick, but that's not the word I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah. I'm, like satire. Like yeah. I like writing things that's kind of funny. So like I found, I ended up writing a blog and that went really well for a while. And that was like my favorite type of writing. Okay. Or like writing like a, I like writing about um, like emotionally charged things. Like that's right. kind of fun for me. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. But like, I don't know. I think writing things for products is just not as interesting to me. Like the passion <laughs> just doesn't light when it comes. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I can, I can design something that's pretty that kind of evokes more emotion. But then when you want me to write about it, it's like, I just don't. Yeah. I don't know. I it's agree. different. I agree. And I, and I, I agree that that is hard to jump from, you know, visual creative work and kind of the, I mean, even though reading is visual, but it's psychological, uh, something, some other level that, that does make it difficult. So as, as I've mentioned before on this podcast and in other areas that, you know, I consider myself uh, someone who suffers from creative ADD and I like lots of different areas and, and, mm -hmm. But uh, for the most part, it's around visual creative pursuits and not so much uh, writing and, and uh, this, if you want to call it the psychological side of things. So that's impressive that you're able to do that, but, but there, there probably is a transition thing. You can't say, spend 15 minutes designing a brochure and then immediately jump 15 minutes into creating perfect copy for that brochure. It probably got to get up and go get some caffeine and decompress and come back <laughs> totally yeah yeah and writing for me is like i think writing is such a talent and skill that the more you develop it in specific areas like that like the better you're going to get and so yeah. i don't spend a lot of time writing in the world of like marketing and yeah. uh, and so that's just a skill that i haven't honed in as well and so i think if i were to spend a lot of time doing it then i could probably bounce back and forth a lot easier yeah. But since I haven't written for that type of thing in a very long time, <laughs> it's hard to pop back into it. But I mean, there's other things I do. Like so I was photographing a wedding yesterday and the bride is, um, she's a very creative person. And her husband mentioned that in their vows. He said, my favorite thing about you is your creativity and how that comes out. And from everything to your interior design, to your hairstyling to your cooking because she's a hairstylist and yeah. so she's like and I just related to that so much because like I love to cook and I love making things fancy and I'm all about presentation like the yeah. table setting is is 50 percent of the creative process of cooking <laughs> and decorating for holidays or interior design or like planning the outfits that go that make the photo better or like getting the hair and makeup done that makes the photo better you know like there's yeah. just there's so many pieces of every project like we we're talking about like if it's a pamphlet then you, somebody writes it somebody yeah. designs it somebody comes up with the idea in the first place and then somebody executes like there's just so many points of the process when it comes to any creative um, Pursuit any, or, uh, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> anything well, creative and so and that, that's awesome that you're uh that you find joy in all of those different parts of the process, uh, you know, and, and maybe in, in some cases when you're doing it on your own or when you're at a smaller company, it's like you, it's a necessary evil. You have to learn how to do 
the makeup or the hair uh, so that your photos will turn out better or or you have to learn about some lighting so your photos will turn out better or or whatever and uh and and I know from what I know about you and and your love for interior design and holidays and and um and cooking it sounds like which I think you're going to have to uh we're going to have to create some type of event where you need to bring in your cooking to work so we can all <laughs> sample it. <laughs> but uh but tell me do you do you find that your skills as a graphic designer helps inform your skills as a photographer versus uh you know someone who creates beautiful spaces as an interior designer or or do you think they're different things completely? Um I think it depends. Like you could have I think there's two parts to that. So yeah. like, like kind of how, when I first started, I remember it was mentioned, like you have a good eye for this. And right. that's something that I hear a lot with all these different um, expressions of, of creativity is like, I think I have an eye for visuals, for good visuals. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one piece of it, right? Like I think in order to be, well, okay, but here's another example. One of my best friends is a photographer and graphic designer who also studied PR and she doesn't, she's told me before that she doesn't think that she naturally has an eye for that stuff. Like she had to learn, you know, the science and the math behind what looks good to people. Yeah. What makes a good photo composition. And like, that was something that she had to work really hard on to like master that. And so I think, you know, you have interior designers who are so good at what they do and they maybe are terrible graphic designers, but they're like incredible interior designers because they've, put in the work and the research and they know the brands and they know the people. And then, you know what I mean? Like there's so much to know about every different type of creative expression that um, I think you could have people who it's like the master, the jack of all trades, master of none, right? Like the people who like, I relate to that where I feel like I can dabble in all these things and I think I do a pretty good job, but like, I know that there's someone who could do 5,000 times better at each thing than what I can do. (laughs) You know, but to that argument as well, like nobody sees what I see. Nobody Mm. sees what you see. And so from that perspective, like we all have our unique contribution to things because whether you have the eye or not, like what you see is different than what somebody else next to you is going to see even in the same space or in the same design piece or, you know, and there are general rules that you follow and the math and the science behind, you know, like what people are going to notice first or what they're going to read first or you know, where their eyes going to be drawn, but um, no, I think do that in many ways. Yeah. I think that's a perfect answer. And that was, that was kind of what I was hoping to get out, out of you is that idea about um, having an eye for design or visual expression, creative expression. I like that, that term. I'm going to steal it for future episodes. Um, (laughs) But, (laughs) but cause I do, I agree that it does, um, you know, I'm looking for the right fancy word, but it, it does transcend different uh, areas of expertise. Like if you are someone like yourself, which I would totally agree and will continue to tell you is that you do have a great eye for design and that that is something that I think if you're if you're blessed with that out of the gates, then then you've got a, a leg up as you, you know, go down different areas but then it's awesome that you mentioned that uh, that your friend uh, took the time to learn the science behind her craft and eventually, you know, can become a skilled uh, technician artist. And then that those things can be learned 
and and yeah. I agree. Yeah, I mean, as is obvious from from this podcast, uh, I struggle with my words sometimes to find <laughs> for others, you know, it's a piece of cake. So <laughs> <laughs> you put your words out through pictures. That's a different skill. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe I picked the wrong medium for this. No, <laughs> but yeah. So there are all of these different areas of creative expression that, that you uh, dabble in and are expert in, I would argue in, in several of those areas. But do you have a, a favorite part of the creative process, whether it's, you know, part of graphic design or photography, or maybe it's it's relatable uh, among all of those? Is there is there one part of that process that you enjoy more than others? Um, I, I mean, I think all creatives are like we're idea people, right? Like, yeah. it's the idea, it's the dreaming. Like my husband is is very much a realist, and he's <laughs> like always telling me to get my head out of the clouds and. <laughs> We're like the perfect pair because I dream up the ideas and he comes up with the the reality, the realistic way to make it happen. You know, like that's like, a good combo. It is a good combo. Sometimes he talks me down, but <laughs> most of the time we work together to kind of make make the dream or the visualization kind of come to life. But um, I think that's the most satisfying part is when you have an idea yeah. and when something pops into your head and then you can just make it, like yeah. um, make it real. I think that's probably the best part is the uh initial idea like coming up with the big ideas like if i were to relate it to um branding you know if you were to create that mood board is that the funnest part or the actual execution and and maybe seeing it physically i think the execution yeah like seeing the um seeing it come together like when especially when you came up with the idea right like if yeah. it was your idea from the <laughs> beginning and then you see it come to life it's like oh my gosh that is just, it's cool. It's like, yeah. I'm, I dreamed this before it happened. And then it's like looking into the future kind of, it's like making your future happen. Like yeah. you, you have this idea, you have this dream. And then, you know, some people are just idea peoples and then they're like, okay, I'm going to find somebody to make this happen. You know, sure. but I'm, I'm the kind of person who has an idea and I want to make it happen. I want to be the one to, yeah, cause it's hard sometimes for me to share my vision. I think. Okay. With words, like you're saying, like sometimes words are hard and sure. um, it's easier to just do it and to just draw it or like make it or, you know, whatever, whatever it is that you're trying to do. But yeah, yeah I think that's my favorite part. Okay. So basically every, every part of the process. All of, all of the parts. Yeah. <laughs> no, just kidding. I, I totally know what you're saying. And, <laughs> and as you continue to grow and reach those next levels of your career, um, I think, and it was a challenge for me as well is uh, because you've been scrappy, you've had these different jobs where maybe you've worked at smaller places and you've been the person who can see things from beginning to end um, as you scale that and, and start to delegate to others or, or collaborate, which you mentioned earlier, you do like working as part of a team, but uh, is, is that delegation is hard because uh, you know, like you mentioned as well, everyone has their own voice. They see things differently. I see things different than you uh -huh. and vice versa. And so it's subjective and, and you have to take this project that, oh man, it sounds super fun. And I, and I would love to be the one to design it and then to execute on every little piece of it and then sit back and at the end and be able to say, I did this. But then at the next level, as you grow into, you know, art director roles, managing people, uh, being able to delegate. What are, what are your thoughts about 
that have you have you had those opportunities um in your career up to this point yeah so this might sound weird coming like because you're my boss so <laughs> <laughs> so take this as you will but yeah. i think like um one of the reasons i i have so many different hobbies outside of work is because part of me likes having work be work and yeah. it's not like an emotionally charged part of my creativity um it's a little bit more structured so my 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 livelihood my paycheck is dependent on this job and so i'm going to make sure that my boss is happy i'm going to make sure that the work gets done i'm going to make sure that i'm checking things off and it's more it's way more structured than any other creative outlet that i have yeah. i mean my photography business is pretty structured but since i'm the boss like <laughs> i have a little bit more creative like freedom when it comes to making decisions and um, calling the shots. And so I think, um, I don't know, I think sometimes that's harder for me yeah. to put my emotions into my job because yeah. I want, um, I just, I, I end up using so much of my emotions in my other things, like in my <laughs> photography and my, you know, Christmas decorations, or my Halloween party that right. I spent three months preparing for. Like there's so much, um, so much of my heart is in those things where it's um it's something that makes me happy it's something that makes other people happy you know one thing one type of photography that i do a lot is boudoir and i feel like it's kind of this weird taboo yeah. kind of segment of photography but <laughs> the best part about it is that i shoot mostly women 90 percent of women yeah and they come in super insecure super nervous and like they're scared to be vulnerable like this because it's a weird situation that you're never sure. in any other part of your life <laughs> yeah you know, how often do you pose naked in front of a stranger so it's yeah. weird but then at the end you know they get these pictures and they're like oh my gosh i feel beautiful like you made me feel beautiful like exactly yeah. how i am right now and that is a rare experience for a lot of women i think and so well, men you know, too like, let me tell you even like <laughs> There's a total head. untapped market for doudoirs. I'm I'm convinced. Well, that that aside, even just fully clothed <laughs> headshots, you know, I I see myself and I'm like, where, where did that chin come from? I don't remember. Right, that. you're like, I don't look like that. Yeah. That is not me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you are amazing at uh, somehow finding the beauty in every every person in your subject. So that that's a that's a major skill. Well, I was talking to my sister-in-law. She was in Lake Powell and. She was like, she sent me this picture that somebody took of her and she was driving the boat and she was yeah. like doing this weird slouchy <laughs> thing. Like her position, her posture was really weird. And she was like, had this like really like focused, like Napoleon Dynamite, like focus face. And the angle was like coming from below. And it was just like, yeah. she was like, I don't look like this, right? Like, this is probably the worst picture that's ever been taken with me. And I was like, that does not look like you. <laughs> and I think like, most of us don't have professional photographers following us around, but we have, you know, iPhones. And so there's people taking pictures of us all the time, but yeah. they're getting like our worst angles <laughs> and like just terrible moments. And you start to think like, oh my gosh, it's like, is that what I look like? But then, you know, you, you get pictures taken by somebody who knows how to capture your good angles and <laughs> yeah. is looking at you from the right perspectives. And, and like, I think people just don't get that opportunity a lot. So that's one form of like, you know, my creative outlet where it's emotional. Like I working with people on that level or like making a space feel a certain way. Like mm -hmm. that's, that's, that's the part that I love the most is like the emotional tag. Um, but going back to original question, like work is different for me in that sense. Like work is work. And I, I do wish sometimes that it was easier for me to pull 
part of that emotion into work because I think that only makes your process better, right? Like yeah. if you can take tap into that, the the part that's exciting for you, it sure. pushes more. And so when you're excited about something, that's when you want to see it from A to Z <laughs> or whatever. You want to see every piece of it because you're emotionally invested. And so with work, I think I have a lot easier time delegating or picking up the pieces that aren't maybe as fun or like saying like you get this part you get this part or you're really good at this so you do this part and I'll do this like Annalie is like an amazing illustrator and you know uh what's the word uh, yeah typographical type, type engineer of whatever you want to call her yeah she's, yeah. she's awesome though. Yep. so sometimes I'll say like hey I have this idea of like the lettering that I want on this design piece but like can you do the lettering and I'll do the rest or like you know and that's that's fine for me because I don't know it's, it's yeah, fun at work it's like a different form right like yeah. seeing how everybody's skills come together and making sure that everybody's um a part of a project I think is a that's a fun that's a fun way to do work too. That's a fun way to be creative. Totally agree. And I, I think that that's uh, another perfect answer. So if this were uh, an interview process, I'd, I'd, you'd be hired. So <laughs> That's <laughs> uh, good. <laughs> because, you know, I talk about that in previous episodes of this podcast is how it, it's important to have other creative outlets and that, you know, from the outside looking in or whatever, someone might think that would lead to burnout or whatever, you know, like, how can you go and do what you do at work at home? Mm -hmm. um, but it, to your point, it's a different type of uh, experience. You, uh, at home or in your side work, your side creative uh, pursuits, you can, you know, be yourself and, and just be vulnerable and share, this is who I am. And, and I don't have to worry about, does it fall in line with the brand for the company or, uh, you know, because some who, it's been my experience, who come to work and that's their only creative outlet, you know, they, they hang their heart on each design that they create. And then every time someone comes back to them with revisions or, you know, hey, can you try that again? Soul. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> how another, dare you? <laughs> another how dagger to my heart and soul on this piece of paper. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But if you can separate yourself from that and say, hey, this is a paycheck, I'm going to, I'm going to do a good job. I'm my extracurricular creative pursuits are helping me to get better. Like, and, and I'll apply that to work, but, but yeah, it is, it's commercial art in the, in the end. It's not, uh, yeah. it's not fine art, like maybe what you can do on the side. Yeah, it's true. It's a different process and it's, I don't know. I think, yeah, I think it is good to kind of separate those parts of yourself a little bit. Yeah. That's a great, it's great advice. So in addition to, the awesome perspectives you've shared to this point are is there anything that you can think of that if you could talk to hillary you know eight years ago four years ago whatever you know what type of advice would you give to someone in that position starting out they've decided they've gone through the pre-med and and the uh, psychology and jumped from profession to profession and, and they've landed on a creative field do you have any advice for that person i'm like the worst person to give that person advice because <laughs> i'm in the middle of working on my master's degree and as a therapist right now <laughs> i'm still in the middle of it like I still, but I don't want to give anything up, right? Like I don't yeah. want to like let go of any of the pieces. Like I love all the things I'm doing right now. Every, every one of them is bringing me a lot of um, joy and satisfaction in a lot of different ways. And so I'm just kind of adding more at this point with 
you know, psychology, like I kind of like how I said before, like they all kind of overlap in a way, like for me, like the way that I look at design and the way that I look at decorating a home and the way that I do photography, it's all to me, the best part or the most passionate part for me is, is the, the human experience of it and the way that uh, other people feel when they come into my home and the way that they feel when they get their pictures back and the way that they feel you know, getting this holiday mail or whatever, you know, like I want to come to your party. I want to be in your home. I want to, or I feel beautiful or whatever their response is. And, you know, with psychology, it's like people are coming to you with with their problems and, um, and you're trying to give them a better experience, like give them life a good experience. And, you know, when I first got into psychology, I was like the idea of sitting and listening to people just like bitch all day long just sounded like the worst job in the world. And then <laughs> I went to therapy and I was like, that is not what this is. Like, this is a conversation. It's just, it's, that's all it is. It's literally just a conversation. It's like a life coach. It's just, you're just talking to somebody who's kind of helping you see a new perspective. And that's all creativity wow. is, is like giving people new perspectives. And so I don't know. I think my advice would be to just do what makes you happy, <laughs> even if you have to change a million times or even if you end up in a different career 10 years later, like there's nothing. Yeah. So you wouldn't change it. You're happy with how things unfolded in your life. It's not like, yeah. oh, if only I would have picked this degree first. You're, you look at it like the journey is what made me who I am today, essentially. Totally. And I think, um, I don't know, I think that if I had stuck with photography or I mean with um, psychology when I first started, you know, I don't know if I would have ended up in therapy when I did and I wouldn't have had gained the perspective that I got. And um, like, yeah, all the experiences that you have, just if you allowed them to, they let you be better at all of those things. And and I think on one hand, like if I had stuck with one of those careers or found design earlier on, maybe I would have been a better designer at this point in my career. But I don't know if that's like the point for me. Like, yeah, I don't, I think for my personality and um, like what I, all the things I like to dabble in, like I've just never been one who's like so obsessed with something that I have to become the best at it. Yeah, I just, I just do it because I like it and I like the satisfaction of getting better. Um, so I yeah. do push myself and I do try new things and learn from other people. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't think being the best is necessarily the the goal. I think the goal is to just do what makes you happy. I agree. That's awesome. Well said. And uh, you know, something again that I talked about in a previous episode. So it's awesome how much we're resonating here and or you just did your homework and and uh, listened to all the episodes. No. Um, I definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> good, but uh, is just how important it is that you know, just living life to the fullest, doing what you do, what you enjoy, you know, whether it's uh, dance or photography or or uh, football or um, psychology, listening to people, bitch, air quotes, <laughs> um, then that that helps inform who you are and, and those things I think come out visually and in, in, in your voice, whether it's your stuff at, at work that you're creating or uh, in your side passions. Uh, so yeah, awesome. Awesome. So guaranteed the tens and tens of people who listen to this podcast. <laughs> they're gonna be we'll like, probably know them. <laughs> <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Just in case there may be one who doesn't know how to reach out to you and maybe <laughs> maybe dig more into uh, you know what it is you do, or maybe they want some photography work done. What what's the best way to reach out to you, Hillary? Like, is there social 
uh, platform that you're most uh, active on? Or? Yeah, I, w- I mean, I think Instagram is probably my my most reachable. Okay. Um, what's your what's right your Instagram handle? Yeah. Get the spelling correctly. <laughs> so it's just my name. Um, but it's Hillary Taylor Harmon, I think. I just switched it, so I just want to make sure. Yeah, Hillary Taylor Harmon on Instagram is my photography. Okay. And I, how do you spell Taylor? T-A-Y? Or yeah, T-A-Y-L-O-R. Okay, awesome. Well, expect expect people to come flocking from this uh, this episode to your your instagrams they're going to slide right into those dms and request <laughs> all of all of the good stuff that, that you can provide well, um, well thanks for having me this was fun i feel so honored to be on a podcast oh no <laughs> no i'm <laughs> i'm the one who's honored it's been awesome to learn more about you and hear about your perspective and i feel like this has been a a healthy uh session like like i've shared some of my problems you've <laughs> given me advice on <laughs> no been awesome so thanks so much for taking the time and talk to you later there you go another great episode in the books number seven i I really thought hillary nailed it especially regarding her thoughts around separating work creative from your personal creative pursuits when someone has an unfettered creative outlet they don't have to hang their creative self-worth on every work project giving them the ability to roll with the punches that often come with uh, the ever-present design by committee. Now that doesn't mean we don't do our best work or don't care about the outcome. We're just able to look at things a little bit more clearly when we can scratch that uh, creative itch elsewhere. If you enjoy this podcast and want to show your support, you know what to do. Tell your friends, tell your co-workers, and tell your family to listen and subscribe. And get you some merch at createordie.net. Keep on creating, my friends. Until next time, this is your retired pro pitcher and Bostonian bartender working at the place where everyone knows your name. Ike Malone. I mean, Allred. Signing off. Create or die.